Welcome. This is the Life Habits Podcast Series, and my name is Carl Vradenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 20, and the topic for today is fostering creativity. Let's start, as we usually do, with a series of quotes to get us thinking about this topic. The first quote is by Edward de Bono. He says, creativity involves breaking out of established patterns in order to look at things in a different way. Arthur Kosler says, the more original a discovery, the more obvious it seems afterwards. Albert Einstein says, the secret to creativity is knowing how to hide your sources. Smiley Blankton says, a sense of curiosity is nature's original school of education. Mary Lou Cook says, creativity is inventing, experimenting, growing, taking risks, breaking rules, making mistakes, and having fun. Frank Capra says, a hunch is creativity trying to tell you something. Thomas W. Higginson says, originality is simply a pair of fresh eyes. Eric Christopher Zeman says, technical skill is mastery of complexity, while creativity is mastery of simplicity. So that then so sets of quotes to get us thinking about this whole topic of fostering creativity. When I talk about creativity here, I'm talking about increasing your ability to be creative and have the results of greater creativity in all aspects of your life. And so this applies to what you might normally think of as relating to uh, creativity with regard to products or services or processes, so things you might be dealing with if you do that type of thing in a work setting. Uh, it also equally applies to situations in your personal life as well, where greater creativity in trying to solve problems may be beneficial uh, as well. And so the thinking here is uh, all the topics, for example, that we've talked about, or many of them, involve a bunch of ideas that I've provided, but also you want to look at and try, as I've said in many of these podcast episodes, to try a particular idea and you want to make it your own. So you want to have a particular way of solving a particular problem within your own life situation. So you need to, a lot of the time, be creative in the way that you apply uh, even the ideas that I've been presenting here as well, largely in personal, but also in, you know, work settings too. So the thinking here is to go through the set of 10 ideas that I will be providing you here to get you to not be just thinking about incre increasing your creativity by simply waiting for some great idea to hit you. This is one of these areas where some people think that, you know, creative people are simply people that uh, just get great ideas and are able to, you know, run with them. In actual fact, when you do a more sort of detailed analysis of people that are, in fact, very creative, they tend to have a number of approaches that they use in order to be creative and something that looks like it may be an instantaneous creative idea or product or approach in actual fact uh, has whether the person was really fully aware of everything they were doing or not it usually involves a number of the things that i will be talking about today so let, let's start down that list so number one 
is to understand the context of the problem that you're trying to provide a creative solution to. So before you can even get thinking at all about a new approach, you want to fundamentally understand all aspects of the situation that you're dealing with. So this is fully all the details about the problem space, understanding it thoroughly, understanding various aspects uh, of it, uh, whether again, situation in your home life. Don't just simplify what you think, you know, the problem is that you're solving. Try to really understand it from all aspects of it. And same thing with uh, a situation with regard to a new product idea, let's say, or a new service or, or a process in a work setting. You want to, again, go through an understanding of uh, what the current situation is with regard to the uh, the kind of problem space. So what you want to do here is find out a, a detailed understanding of uh, the tasks that are currently being carried out, the way that the current situation um, is actually unfolding. So you need that in order to start. And there's no, there are lots of ideas for how to do this in particular, certainly in the product development areas as fundamentally, you know, following around and understanding, interviewing, going and uh, exploring all aspects of the environment for the product that uh, you may be developing and also you know in the home situation really going through and understanding for example if it's instituting a new kind of uh, approach to the ways in which you are going to um, have particular rules or responsibilities in your and your household uh, it might be a more matter of also getting an understanding of you know how those tasks are currently carried out and maybe how uh, other you know, rearrangement of those in a creative way may be effective. But before, again, you get to the creative idea, you want to actually get to understanding, you know, what the capabilities are and what's going on today. So the first one then is understand the context. Number two is to analyze the current solutions. Again, in a product sort of setting or work setting, you want to look at in detail how the current problems are being solved uh, and you're you're basically going to be trying to improve upon this, but you before you can improve upon it, you not only know, need to know the problem, which is the number one, we also need to know the current ways that people go about solving that problem. And again, if it's a product area, it's actually looking at products that currently exist, competitors essentially to your idea, and see how they're going about and doing that today. And really be honest about your assessment of those, you know, competitors as well. A lot of time people find themselves in a situation where they delude themselves into thinking that, well, there's no competitor in this space. There's no other way to do this. There's another, no other competitive services or processes either. We had a situation in a uh, commercial context a few years ago where we had a team that was like that. It was a, a product idea that was all about trying to really come up with a single integrated offering that a number of other individual products uh, did uh, by themselves and uh, separately. So it's going to solve a problem that you only have to buy one product and it actually would uh, do the work of a number of products that individually do some of those tasks today. And the thinking was that that would be a great idea. And the team sort of convinced themselves this, this was a great idea and went uh, some distance down the road toward coming up with the sort of productization ideas and the concepts. And then we did some testing of uh, the idea, basically analyzing the competition from the current users of those competitive offerings uh, point of view. 
and found out in actual fact that uh, people were really pleased with the ways in which this was done today and didn't have any desire for having uh, a more sim- seamless uh, integration of those tasks with another offering, for example. So had we not done sort of the, re- the detailed analysis of the competitive sort of solutions, we would have developed a whole offering and found out afterwards when we got to market that this thing, uh, this idea that we were, thought were cre- was creative was in fact uh, not actually something that hit the mark at all. So the whole notion here is to analyze the current solutions. Again, in a, in a home uh, situation, it's the, um, the current situation and the ways in which people approach that uh, problem space currently. And again, looking at honestly how it's actually being carried out today and how you can improve it in the future. Number three is be curious. Explore dramatically different contexts. I uh, interview people, uh, designers and leaders of design organizations on another uh, podcast that's on iTunes as well called the UX Design Cast podcast series. And one of the questions that I typically ask people that I'm interviewing is, uh, where do you get your ideas? You know, where do you, what kinds of things do you do on a regular basis that provide you really the input for the approaches, the the creative solutions that you um, come up with and then, then productize? And many people that I interview talk about the whole notion of just being curious. So people that are the most effective at doing this just find themselves if they're you know designers if they're visual designers for example they're going to explore all kinds of architecture they're going to explore interior design they're going to explore you know native art they're going to uh, uh, explore all kinds of wide-ranging areas not just their own specific sort of product area focus and people that do that and do that well tend to get a lot of interesting ideas so the whole notion of 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 being curious is essentially living with your eyes wide open, uh, not myopically focusing on, you know, uh, a particular problem space and trying to come up with only a solution to that. Just in general in life, be really open to a number of different ideas. And as I said, to explore dramatically different contexts, because they will provide you with input for new ideas when we're looking for new ideas to the problems that you've now, based on your analysis of the current solutions to the competitive, uh, the competitive solutions to the current problem that you now understand as well, you want to be curious to be able to uh, observe ideas for how you can creatively address these, uh, these problems. Number four is trust your intuition. And this is feelings, emotions, and hunches. So there's a lot of work, a lot of research looked at how effective people are at coming up with ideas and uh, analyses as well. And this whole uh, research area, and I talked about it previously in this podcast series a number of episodes ago, talked about the work that showed that a lot of the time when we really focus on and concentrate on and expend a lot of our cognitive resources on trying to solve a problem, we don't necessarily come up with the best solutions. But a lot of the best solutions that you come up with are uh, coming from essentially your intuition. You know, you have a a feeling that this might be an idea to pursue. Uh, You just have, you know, a hunch uh, that something may well 
work out or it might be an idea to pursue. And it might even seem ridiculous, you know, when you actually analyze it first, you know, if you really are thinking about the uh, that particular idea, you might think, oh, that's a that's a crazy idea, you know, but but run with it, you know, trust, trust your, your gut reactions and your intuitions, because a lot of the time they have and your your brain, your mind has actually done some level of analysis on a variety of bits of information that you've been taking in for some time and has done some interesting synthesis and come up with something that feels like an, an intuition, sort of a, a uh, an idea that hasn't been fully fleshed out, but it's uh, an idea that's that's got some merit to pursue further and, and develop into a fully-fledged uh, creative notion. So trust your intuition is number four. Number five is brainstorm. Gen- generate a lot of ideas without criticism. And I've talked before about sort of the daily reflection period and that there's a quiet time during the day and also uh, ideally weekly even a longer period of time. These are ideal times to be thinking in this mode of brainstorming ideas. You, uh, whether you do brainstorming with a group, so in, in a product uh, situation, for example, or an idea for improving services or processes, if you're working with a number of other people, you may want to brainstorm with, with others. So you're going through and generating a lot of ideas, getting somebody to write it on the board or, or somewhere, and the approach is the first stage of brainstorming is really to have no analysis, no criticism, just a free flowing of ideas. And you tend to work off of each other. You know, one person comes up with an idea that builds, uh, next person builds on that idea, end up with a whole list of uh, really interesting ideas that may never have been generated had you not done that brainstorming exercise. Or if you hadn't have use the, the, the rule of not criticizing or analyzing ideas as they're being generated. So I've seen these sessions done and I've led them many times and seen really, really good results where you have ideas that come out of this that people that are in the meeting had no notion that they even had those suggestions or the, those ideas before coming into that particular session. It was really building up of the ideas over time with the others that really led to the kind of insights and the kind of creative ideas that were generated. You then get into a, a stage of, of actually evaluating the ideas that were uh, provided and were generated. But the most critical piece to the overall approach to generating and fostering creativity with regard to this brainstorming notion is that you want to generate a lot of interesting ideas and also have uh, others uh, building on those ideas as well. Now, you're not limited if you if the thing that you're working on is something that's entirely something you're doing by yourself. You don't necessarily have to work with others to brainstorm. You can actually practice this your, yourself as well. So this is a case where you can go in and set yourself a period of time where you want to come up with a number of ideas and you want to just write them down yourself. Don't analyze them, just free flow thinking of the ideas that come to your to your mind and later you're going to go back through again and say ah now i want to sort of evaluate which of these are, are really an interesting idea but again even use the rigors of the brainstorming approach to this just with yourself to come up with a list of interesting ideas that then you can analyze you know later number six 
is to document, to make notes regularly, especially of your wild ideas. Notice the people that are uh, really creative tend to make notes a lot, and you can use whatever mechanism you find most comfortable. You may want to, when you have a good idea uh, while you're driving or you're walking somewhere, and you may not have, a, have anything to be able to, to write, uh, write down your ideas. If you uh, have your cell phone with you, you might want to just call your own answering machine and uh, leave an idea that uh, you just got. Uh, you might have a you know, pencil and paper beside your bed. A lot of people come up with very interesting ideas to problems you know, very early in the morning. Somehow there's something or other about the reparative qualities of sleep and the state that you're in often uh, early in the morning. Maybe you wake up before your alarm clock and you have uh, some novel ways of solving a problem that you may have been spending you know, weeks trying to solve before that. If you have a way of document that, documenting that, you won't forget it. And uh, the worst possible uh, scenario here is to have an idea during the night, you fall back asleep again, and you uh, wake up in the morning and think, now what was that idea? There was, I know that it was a really, it felt like a brilliant solution to the problem, but in actual fact, you, you lost it because you didn't write it down. So have ways of documenting your ideas as you get them and as you have them and then have a way of being able to go back over those ideas when you're in sort of the analysis mode of approaches to solving a particular problem and again this applies to anything you know you usually have a number of ideas or a number of problems that you're trying to solve in your life whether it's a work situation as i've said many times before or a personal one and creative approaches or creative solutions often occur to you at very strange times. Uh, and you want to be able to make sure that you don't lose those good ideas and so that you capture and document them. So have a mechanism for regularly making notes of the ideas that come to you. Number seven is to prototype. That's just a fancy word for essentially testing your ideas in quick and easy ways. Again, in the product environment is one of coming up with a, a way of, of evaluating whether the idea that you have come up with, uh, or several ideas to be able to even compare a number of different, wildly different, ideally, ways of solving the problem that you're trying to address. And having others be able to think through the use of this new idea and be able to evaluate you know, its utility to them, its, uh, uh, its value to solving that problem in the way that you've come up with. And so the notion here is try to make as concrete as you can. If it's a notion of getting, let's say it's a product kind of notion, you know, you can uh, draw it up in paper and pencil. There's a uh, low fidelity prototyping method that's often used where you uh, basically just uh, uh, draw it on paper and ask somebody to go and uh, deal with the particular and, and uh, carry out you know, tasks they normally would with a particular uh, idea that you've come up with. Uh, without have, actually having to build it, you know, whether it's a physical thing or whether it's a, a piece of software, uh, you want to be able to make sure that somebody can evaluate your ideas uh, in an effective way. Now, if it's uh, another situation, let's say a personal situation, and you're, you know, going to change the ways in which you're either your partner yourself or somebody, you know, the kids in the family are going to carry out chores, for example, you know, try it out. 
you know, just 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 uh, try it out in the way that you suggested doing it. You know, try it for for a day or two and see how it's working. So uh, the idea here is not to leave all of your thinking in this space as only thinking, you know, creative ideas and, and having them documented on paper or elsewhere. You want to actually get to the point where you've now moved them into a form that can be actually tried out. And this notion is then the prototyping one. And again, it's, it's really the general approach to uh, putting the ideas that you've come up with into a form that can be evaluated. And it doesn't have to be expensive. And ideally, it isn't expensive because you may need to change it. So you don't want to invest heavily in this. You want to just get some quick and dirty kind of uh, uh, evaluation capability for uh, the ideas that you've come up with. Number eight is get feedback. So once you've now got this uh, prototype, and let's say it's trying out a new way of doing chores at home, or you've got a product idea, it, it's basically the same. And the approach here is that you want to get feedback from the people that are involved in this. And that, that's both feedback from the, the sort of the stakeholders, the people that would potentially be paying for this um, uh, idea that you've uh, come up with, or people that are involved in it and using it. So whether it's the other members of the family, if you're changing, coming up with a new idea for how to do chores in the house, you know, or you have come up with a product idea, it's basically the same notion here of getting some feedback from the key players involved in it. Number nine is to iterate, make changes based on the feedback. Again, you want to now, now you've got a, a prototype, you've got a trial run of the approaches that you've been coming up with here to solve the problem that you identified in number one, now you want to honestly think about the feedback that you've received on the idea and go back and fine tune it. Really go back and say, hmm, interesting, they found this aspect useful, that aspect useful, this other thing didn't work, let's go and, you know, change it. Or, you know, the way that we're carrying out this process is is interesting. It seems to work for, for one person here, but there's a, there's others involved that aren't quite as uh, happy with it, may not actually be able to carry it out in the way you would like to. So you want to now make the changes based on the kind of feedback that you've received and iterate until you get this to the point where it really is meeting the sort of objectives that you have and also meeting the objectives of the key stakeholders or the people are involved in working with your idea. It's very, very important to iterate. Uh, a lot of people think that the approach here is one of coming up with one great idea and then, you know, that's it. You know, it was like I said off the top of this session, a lot of people think this is easy. It's not. It's really a longer term process of coming up with an idea modifying it, getting feedback on it, modifying it some more, and then evolving it to a point where it really does satisfy all the objectives that were stated at the beginning for this overall uh, solution to the problem. And number 10 is to stay the course. Don't give up. Great innovations and creativity often take time to take hold. If you look at some of the greatest innovative products in the world, a lot of people think that, you know, somebody came up with some idea and implemented this thing and it was wildly successful. That's very, very, very unusual. In most cases, it's essentially going through the steps that I've articulated here 
and many times having to iterate for a long time to really get the the idea truly instantiated in a way that is very, very effective. And so the suggestion on number 10 here is not just to go through this once and say, okay, here's the, here's the, the solution to the problem. And we got some feedback on the first version of this thing that we, we uh, put out. And, you know, I don't think it's going to work. So I'm going to give up. Look, I've worked really hard on this and, and, and it's just not, not working out. That kind of defeat, defeatist attitude isn't going to generate the kind of creativity and the staying power of an idea that truly is creative. You fundamentally have to stick to it, stay the course, and really iterate, as I said earlier, on the idea to really improve it over time. Now, there are situations where you've, you go through this process and you truly do get feedback, as I said earlier when we talked about that product idea that didn't pan out you do want to step back and take seriously the feedback. So there are instances where you shouldn't stay the course. You basically should, you know, realize that a particular idea, you know, really didn't work out. That's why you want to go through these steps of evaluating them, prototyping, you know, et cetera. But if you've iterated a few times on an idea and you then realize that, no, this really isn't going to work, well, you know, you want to be able to uh, step back and say, okay, that one I, I did didn't work. Well, we still have the problem, though. And so... You want to go back and go through the overall 10 steps again. Let's understand the problem better again and understand the competitor situation. Generate some new ideas that you're now going to iterate on and get some feedback on as well. But in general, people usually give up too soon. An idea that truly is creative and they often don't iterate enough based on some user feedback to really take the idea that really is a good one but to hone it and improve it over time so that it really is effective. People typically don't go through enough iterations, they give up too early, and they don't really flesh out what is really a creative idea sufficiently. So those are the 10 ideas for fostering creativity in your work setting as well as in your personal one. And I hope those are effective for you and suggest that you go ahead and try those this week. So choose as a problem space that you'd like to apply these to. And you might want to take one that's actually fairly manageable. Don't start with your biggest idea ever or the biggest problem that you've got that you're going to try to solve with the, with the first time through this. But walk yourself through a fairly simple problem first. Get the, get the experience of working through these 10 ideas and then see how that goes for you. And of course, as always, get in contact with me. Let me know how that worked out for you. And quite frankly, any of the ideas that I've been providing in these now 20 episodes of this podcast series, let me know how the ideas have been working for you, what things may not have worked, what kinds of things you would like to hear more about, that kind of thing. I'd appreciate that kind of feedback. I've been getting a, a fair bit of that feedback from a number of you. Appreciate it if we, uh, if you could continue to uh, send those along. And I'd also uh, like to suggest here that um, there's an idea that uh, it took some time uh, off, uh, as you may know, for the uh, from the podcast series I was on uh, vacation. And I hope that uh, all of you that are again uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, I, I imagine, also were in 
sort of vacation period over the last little while. So I hope you've all had a good vacation. But while I was on vacation, I was also talking to some people. I ran into some people that listened to the podcast series. And the idea that came uh, in the discussions there was about the notion of having some uh, reminder or daily sessions that would take a particular item that we have talked about previously in the series as well as ideas in the future and just having like a five to eight minute podcast that would be delivered every day to really provide focus in this uh, in this area. I tend to give you or I give you 10 ideas every week and then you uh, need to take that list and if it's uh, an area that you would like to try to improve in your life you could take those 10 ideas or I've suggested in the past one or two of the ideas initially but then go and try them you know that week but the conversation that I had with regard to applying a number of these ideas is that you know we've got sort of 10 ideas a week to go through here but there, it might be an idea to have little refreshers uh, on particular topics, you know, each day. Now, I don't know if that'll work or if that's a good idea uh, for a number of you. Might also be an idea to switch the format entirely to a daily format rather than having the roughly 30 to 40 minute uh, sessions that we normally do on a weekly cycle. So let me know what you think of that. Uh, what kind of format do you like what we have today? The essentially 30 to 40 minutes with uh, a topic and uh, some quotes and 10 ideas for adopting to address that particular topic? Or do you like the idea of taking sort of a single idea, a single suggestion uh, per day. So get back to me if you would on uh, lifehabits at gmail.com. That's where you can get hold of me with regard to any of the ideas that we've been talking about here. Also, you can go to the show notes site and provide feedback and comments and ratings. And there's a new URL, the old URL of lifehabits podbean.com still works but I've also created a shorter and even easier to remember one called lifehabits.net so lifehabits.net will now take you directly to the show notes that also include the uh, description of this information and as a reminder as well I also now provide the textual uh, description of the top 10 list uh, along with or right in the mp3 file that gets downloaded to your computer or onto your iPod or other device. And if you're using an iPhone or iPod Touch, you can just tap on the screen while this podcast is going and you will then see the the top 10 list right there. So you also have a way of, of accessing it. It's also available in the Lyric tab or Lyrics tab directly in iTunes if you go into the detailed tab that's uh, associated with the file for this particular episode of the podcast. So that's it for this uh, installment. And I'd like to again thank you for uh, your continuing interest in this podcast series. And I would like to ask you to continue to get back to me on any feedback or ideas you may have, as you've done in the past. And uh, again, try the ideas that we came up with on fostering creativity we talked about today. Try that these uh, this week, and also think about these these other format ideas that I was talking about with regard to the podcast, and you know, send me your thoughts on that too. So that's it. 
Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you all next time, and bye for now.